Okay. So what's the longest ever road trip you've done in a day? We can edit oh. out this blank space that you guys just left me with that. <laughs> I mean, I've had some long ones. It, it takes some thinking. Yeah, I've had a ton. Okay. I'll, 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 um, oh. Yeah? Uh, Florida to Minnesota. Oh, you went. Day. You went straight through on that? Yeah. Oof. Was that? And in- there was traffic in Atlanta. Tons of traffic in Atlanta. 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, who who was a part of this road trip? It was Debbie and I and three high school girls. Like I think it, maybe four high school girls. We went down for Jake had a baseball thing in spring break. It sounds like absolute hell. Well, the funny thing is, they went down there. They took like two or three three days to get down there, and then and then I I I think I had stars of tomorrow. I flew and then I drove back, and I'm like I am not stopping. I am not stopping. So like the last eight hours from like St. Louis to home was me. Oh, it's like St. I, Louis I, to here is awful. I've yeah. got that drive. Yeah. It's not good. So I'm never doing it again ever. Here's a, here's a highlight to that. Do you remember it was, it was, it was like five years ago. You remember the final four that Villanova won? Yeah. Yep. The national championship. It was, it was the final four that Saturday. Debbie and I did not make it to tip off. I think we all both fell asleep at like six o'clock that night. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't worth it. It really wasn't worth it. The quality of life that we had got out of the 24 hour trip was not worth it. No, I, I've learned over time. Yeah. That's, that's not a thing you do. Like just spend the extra night, get the extra hotel room. It makes your life a lot better and it's worth it. Okay. Carl, what about you? Yep. Um, probably Montana. Montana to Duluth, which if you have ever have ever done the four hours from Duluth to Fargo, that that's yeah, actually the worst part of it. Like North Dakota feels good compared to that most four hours. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> yeah. I, I believe when I was coming back, I did not stop between Jamestown, North Dakota and Duluth. Oh, that's I was rough. That, I was that dumb. <laughs> yeah. However, Carl, I took from Duluth to Bedette yesterday. Mm-hmm. I took the long way through the iron range versus through. Oh Bennett. yeah. Yeah. Gorgeous. It was yeah, absolutely it's a nice drive. Beautiful. No one, there was like three cars. Yep. And I went 80 the whole way. Mm-hmm. And all the pine trees were covered in snow. It was kind of like a, it was a beautiful afternoon, actually. Yeah, it was, I, know, I drove down to Stillwater last night. It was a lovely drive down there, too. Yeah. Danny, how about you? Uh, longest ever dr- drive in one day. My mom and I drove to Chicago and back to get Italian food. <laughs> yeah. The day trip for Italian. No, they went to Frankie's Deli. Yeah, we went to uh, get Italian food. Bob probably eats three hundred dollars worth of Italian food. Wow! Olive oil to wow. noodles to tomatoes to dried pasta to fresh pasta to meats and cheeses—you name it. Well, I had a really nice pasta at Pizza Luce Friday night, Carl. Didn't I? Yeah, we had a good time there. Uh, the biggest piece of lasagna I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> you also ordered like 10 breads. I did. I needed some carbs. I was low on blood sugar. <laughs> okay, so the reason why I asked that is because we got some road trips coming up for all of us here. So um, with that, let's jump into the show. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Boys High School Rink of Fire podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe, three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota, and Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. And now, here's Danny, Carl, and Tony. Love is a burning thing And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Okay, here we go. Everybody's, we're holding up the corners of the map today. Yes, we are. We are. So, Tony, oh, you're... But, but that's a little central, right? What is that? But that's a little more central than true west. Yeah, but... but Roseau people would be offended if you called that northwest. And I'm way west of you, though, Carl. Way you west. You are. You are. <laughs> so, and why Why am I not in World and I'm in Bidette? Because there's no hotels in World. Not one. That one. <laughs> oh, that's that's fun. And the people may not realize this. How far is Warroad from Bedette, Tony? Thirty-six miles exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oof. Not that I know, <laughs> or have to know, <laughs> or have to know. But uh, I'm picking up a new rink today. I'm going to go check out Williams Rink, which is about halfway between Bedette and. I- I've been there three times. It's been locked. It better be open today. Mm. <laughs> it better be open. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. But does Williams have youth, youth teams? No. Okay. No, they're connected to World. Okay. So it's just a rink, a bonus rink. Yeah, here's an interesting one as I was driving through the state yesterday, Carl. If you're from Cook, Minnesota, which is a pretty big town, they have a McDonald's in Cook. Yeah. Where do you play hockey? It would probably have to be for Rockridge. Yeah, I mean, there's wow. high school there, but it's... That's a long ways. Yeah, that's the only thing. And that's like a, it's an hour for my fall. Oh, yeah. It's that's why I that. thought about yeah. it. I'm like, well, we're, yeah. not close to, we're not close to International Falls, and we're not close to the range. Yeah, it's closer to Virginia than it is to the falls. Okay. All right. But it's a big town. I mean... I mean, it's got like a thousand people, but yeah. <laughs> why do they have a McDonald's there? Because it's the only thing. All right, and it's and it's a, kind of a gateway to you know Voyagers and things up there. So, your your yeah. last piece of trashy before you enter into the to the forest. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Or the first thing you the first thing yeah, you, you get out of the forest. Get out, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Tony, why are you in um, Baudet slash War Road right now? Well, we have the Max. Foundation game on Tuesday, Waro Rozo double header. And I thought it would be instead of going back from Duluth to Minneapolis, Minneapolis back, I have a lot of content that I need to build for Friday night this week and uh, as well for this game and for some player of the year interviews. Hint, hint, hint. So a lot, I couldn't do it in one day. So I needed two days to get it done. So here I am in Badette. 
or as they say here, as the locals would say, bedet, bedet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's get started on some news then, Carl. Yeah. All right. We'll start with a piece of news from up Tony's way. Uh, oh, I got, got some good publicity on Twitter this week, but Jason Chagabe, Morrowed has now broken the all-time Morrowed High School scoring record, which uh, has him in some pretty good company. You know, he just passed TJ Oshie. 242 career points across you now three and a half seasons. We have four. And, and, and like Jason, I thought we were friends. Like, I'm going to be broadcasting the Rosal game. Wouldn't you have rather broken the record against your rival with me calling the game versus some live barn feed against <laughs> Fergus Falls? Bad move, Jason. Bad. Well, it was probably on Lamplighter. Yeah, oh, it probably was on Lamplighter. Speaking of Lamplighter, we have Hampton Spukinski coming up on the show today, which was a fun interview that I did last night at the conference room at the Gardens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, was, I was kind of just looking at, you know, Jason, you know, 242 points. You're like, where could he end up? You know, he's somewhere in the 280, 290 range, depending on what they do in the playoffs here. It's a good record. Some, it's a pretty select company. I think I get them to the top 10 all, all time. All right. That's fantastic. And the thing is, he didn't play as an eighth grader. Yeah. No. You know, so he only yeah. had four years to get that done. So it's an impressive mm-hmm. number. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Tony, you're coming off of uh, Friday Night Ice, as we have mentioned. And let's just talk a little about that a little bit. Some good sights and sounds there. That was a fun night at Heritage that we had on Friday. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I'm in the forest, right? So I, I really can't see it all going down, but you yeah. couldn't help but notice when the game was actually competitive before the Cole, before the Cole Christian goal, which was a, basically like a dunk in basketball. <laughs> um, it was fantastic. It was fantastic to see, to see the dunk and see the amazing goal, but after that, the game was basically over. You know, both band directors knew each other, so they did a great way of going back and forth, sharing the stage. The, the bands really were... As, you, as the Grand Rapids uh, uh, Twitter feed said, the number one star of the night was the band, the second star was the band, and the third star was YHH. So, <laughs> and that was fitting for what the night was because it was a fun night. It was a packed house. Uh, Steve Potosha said to me after the game was, I felt like I was 12 years old again. That's what high school athletics should be like every night. Mm-hmm. So that, that made me feel good. It, it made me feel good too, and not just because of the result. Um, right. Seeing that that parking lot was impossible to find parking in, which is how it used to be, you know, even in the past five years, and hasn't been for a couple now. But that was back. Uh, just a, a zoo of rapid people, you know, running around. And, uh, yeah, the capacity great night, for the right? rink. I enjoyed just being a dignitary. <laughs> the capacity for the rink is is fifteen hundred. We sold fourteen hundred tickets, and that does not include school administrators or bands. So I think we were over capacity. Thank goodness the uh, Duluth fire chief wasn't there. Yeah, or just look the other way because they right a friend of the program. <laughs> yep. All right, and uh, then we have some seven double A news too, relevant to the result of this game. Is that uh, we've mentioned this on a, a spaces we did around the holidays, so I realized we never actually said it on a podcast. 7AA is not using QRF to do its seeding this year. They're going back to the coach's vote, as every other section does. Uh, I guess now that Mike Randolph is gone, they don't need to worry about his evil shenanigans, but uh, we're back to a coach's vote. Let's get some background on that, because according to 7AA sources, Mike Randolph would 
politic. Is that the right word? Politic his way to a higher seat or a lower seat or the team or, that he wants? Allegedly what? Allegedly, yeah. And I think there was some claims of collusion among the Northern coaches to dump. Uh, oh. you know, yeah, yeah. I think that, that was the biggest thing. It was one year where I think Cloquet really tanked. I think it was Elk River or something like that. So that was the... the oh, in the voting. From. Yeah. In the voting. Yeah. Yeah, because I can't see Dave Essie and, and Mike Randolph colluding on anything. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, they became friends over time. Like, you know, you know. Like, sure, I believe it. respect. Just respect, respect, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yes, they had some moments earlier. <laughs> yeah, I believe Essie once challenged Randolph to a fight in the parking lot. Who would win a fight between Dave Essie and Mike Randolph? Oof, I'd like to see I'd, that. Yeah, I'd pay to see it, but. Cage oof. match. It'll be, it'll be ugly, ugly. Hmm. And then finally, like, just have, has either of you ever seen a season with more snow in it? Uh, oh God! Man. How many games have we lost? I I think we've probably lost close to a hundred games so far. It just, mm-hmm. It's insane the amount of snowed out uh, games that we've had. Well, Kayla was in Mankato yesterday because of the snow out. We, we uh, Jazzy's going to Mankato again for a snow out. Like it's just one constant from our perspective, constant chase to get our stories done for these Friday night ice. And that's just one little piece is us, but the players, the ADs, everybody involved is this is bad for everybody right now. And I mean, wait till later in the season. Like, I think it might be a storyline in section playoffs. Like, who had 12 games to finish the season in the last three weeks? Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I've noticed there are a couple of teams that had you know, heavy early schedules, which I never really like. And I was like, Oh, those have been spread out nicely now. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And if you had a heavy late schedule, oof, that might end poorly. Um, yeah. And, and you might get beaten up and you might need to go to some orthopedics. And if you do, any I was I've watched a lot of Summit Orthopedics ads <laughs> because I was rewatching Friday Night Ice. Acute pain. If you're limping, you better go in and get checked out. Um, if you have heavy, um, if you if you go into a hockey season or a sports season with with without having trained, start slow and grow fast and grow slowly into into your shape. Drink lots of water. I've learned a lot on these uh, summer orthopedic ads throughout watching these games. So, so every, you're just really doing a public service here. I know. Bring us, yeah. Everything I didn't do before shoveling this week. Is that what you're saying, Tony? <laughs> just like. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> I did not build up to that. How do you do that? Like, how do you build? How do you train for shoveling? I, I remember when <laughs> I worked rounds crew and I first had a rank all the bunkers that's Ooh. it's the same feeling it, it just it throws is. your back <laughs> it's all the it's all the back all the back yeah, yeah. now they the my generation calls these types of snowfalls heart attack snowfalls yeah because you go out there and have a heart attack <laughs> i call it you guys a, don't even know what that means. it's a heating pad snowfall oh, it's bad it's bad <laughs> advil for a week snowfall Yes. 
or just go to Summit Orthopedics and they'll take care of you. Check them out at summitorthopedics.com. All right, should we move into the games of the past? Sure. Okay. So, again, we had another snowy week. So, some games, not a lot of games, happened. Some games got rescheduled. But let's start off with um, one of them on Tuesday. I think the only game I'm mentioning from Tuesday, Hermantown 4, Rosemount 3. Rosemount had a sneakily good week this week. They, they did. And, and Hermantown had had a little lull of games where it's like, those are closer scores than they should be. But we'll get, I'm sure we'll get to another Hermantown score later. Later in the week, there's a good one. Yeah. Yes. Um, Benilde 4, St. Thomas Academy 2, and a Bally's game. Yeah. So, good week for Benilde. They were relatively good defensively and got a couple nice wins. Are you teasing your rankings? Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> no, I have not seen either one. I, this week, I haven't so. seen either rankings either. I would think that Benilde has to do a little bit more considering the week before they lost 9-3. to three, But, you know. Did you see what everyone else did? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> not pretty. Not pretty. There's a couple There's a couple games in there in the GOP I hope you get because there are some shockers. Um, Minnetonka in, in – Added to that, St. Thomas has been on a little bit of a skid, and we'll get to one of their games coming up, too. Um, Minnetonka. That was the one. Yeah, okay. That one's noted, Tony. Minnetonka, five. Hill Murray, zero. Continuing to skid for Hill Murray. Um, Mm -hmm. I hope you have the other Hill Murray scoring here, too. I do. That was the other one. Don't worry. Uh, everything's primed off of each other. You guys are just jumping on me, trying to give me PK stats for, like, future scores right now. Um, Providence 6, Monticello 2. Thought this was a good win for Providence, which we yeah. haven't seen in a while. We've been dogging Providence. Yeah. So, um, Eden Prairie. Seating in, hang on, Danny. Seating in Section 2A is going to be – it's it a, should be done by QRF. It's going to be impossible. I think that should be done by QRF, too, because it doesn't make any sense other than QRF. Right. Um, Eden Prairie 3, Prior Lake 1, to give a little bit of an understanding of 2 AA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is a, it's an important section win. Maple Grove 4, Andover 1. I thought this was a good, strong win for Andover. Or Maple Grove. Maple Grove. Yeah. Uh, dyslexia still <laughs> is affecting us here in the offices. Um, uh, Creighton 7, really 6. It was scored with one second or less left by Jake Fisher. Okay. It probably shouldn't have been a goal. S- 7 to 5 over Stillwater with their backup goaltender in. So we saw their backup was playing in both games this week. East Grand Forks, three, Thief River Falls, one. Good win for EGF. Um, In a random 2A score, Delano, three, Litchfield, one. Three to one or three to two. That's the the 2A score, right? Yeah. Every Every score. Every score. Yeah, yeah. And it's flip-flop whoever's winning, too. You just don't know who that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, Rozo 4, Sartell 1. 
it, to solidify <laughs> Rosso's number two seed right now. Yep, uh, definitely. Yeah, I think they're, 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 they're playing decent hockey right now, whereas everyone else in the AAA is kind of, I mean, some of them are playing tougher schedules, but just kind of muddling along. But they could possibly steal the one seed if they beat Moorhead in the second yeah. game. It, they could. Yeah, it's doable. I don't know how they could justify it. I don't. I agree with that, but they would have better section wins. Yeah, but Moorhead schedules ten times more difficult. Yeah, no arguments there, Tony. Um, War Road five, Detroit Lakes zero. As predicted, yeah, and like um, Coach Noah told us, when they get down, it's hard for them to get back. Too, I, I did talk to in my interview with Hammer, which will be later. He, he did say they that Warro did play in Detroit Lakes last year. Oh, okay. There you go. There oh. you go. Well, I mean, my theory is Kent Freeman's a really cool rink. You'd, you'd want to play a game there. Sure. Um, Little Falls one, Hutchinson zero. Oh, I should have, I have another Hutch score coming. Okay. It just tells me that score tells me everything eight to 25 is grab bag. Yeah. Just straight grab bag. Right. <laughs> straight grab bag. Orno three, Gentry two. I thought this was a good win for Orno. Yeah, over a double A team. Yeah, that's solid. Um, and then a game that we've talked about: Duluth East six, Grand Rapids zero. Any other notes from this? Another game? steamroller. Yeah, never really terribly interesting. I learned a lot more about Grand Rapids in this game than I did Duluth East. What? Did- uh, I don't. I don't see a lot of firepower up front. From them, mm-hmm. um, for them to win games, and again, section play, you know, it's like a roll of the dice. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Rapids had in the first period and a half had a few chances. Had they converted them, the game would have been totally different. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. Uh, Peter said to me once, I think, I think in the second or third period, uh, the sophomore Gunderson had a breakaway. Yeah. Or Peter looked at me and goes. Teams that make it to state convert on those types of breakaways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then they, they need to score those chances and then right. lock in because they, they cannot come back on a better offensive team. Like I said, when when Cole Christian scored, it was over. You might as well just unplug the microphones and and the condenser. I just said it's over. Yeah, that was the third goal. Yeah, that was, that was it. Now. Uh... Let me know what you think of this take. Is Grand Rapids the Lakeville South uh, of the North? Good goaltender. Better. Good goaltender struggles to score. The team that struggles to score and put away teams, but will hang in there. Lake, Lakeville South got some bona fide goal scorers. Yeah, Grand Rapids more offense on, on South. Okay. Only comparison that's the same as the goaltenders. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fergus Falls four, Thief River Falls two. For the otters there. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shakopee um six, Prior Lake three. That's, that's a 
good yep. win for Shakopee. It's a very good win for Shakopee. So, are they the three seed right now? Um, so Chan would be the number one, uh, just based because they yep. haven't lost. They have, have to win. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And then you go Tonka, and yep. then you go Shakopee, and then you go Chaska, and then you go EP, and then you go Prior Lake. Like, the Holy Family. Um, lost uh, to Prior Lake. And then you go or, Holy or, Family. And then Jefferson. I don't know. Yeah, that one. Jefferson's eight. Jefferson's yeah. eight. Chan's one. And Tonka's I, two. Uh, Tonka's two. two. And then the after rest. that, and now we're waiting for Eden Prairie to get their two or three late conference wins. And at this rate, man, ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll beat Buffalo. <laughs> well, I mean, like a real late conference win. Yeah. Oops. Another Buffalo slam by Tony. <laughs> <laughs> um, East Grand Forks three, Holy Family two. Nice win for East Grand. Yep, good. A couple good Class A wins against medium Double A opponents. Yeah, the, the Class A, you know, top five, six all this week, all kind of like you know Separated. moved off relative to yeah everyone else. Uh, Rosemount four Eastview zero. That ah, one, one right yeah, there. That one was a wow. shocker. Yeah. Yep. I, I mean, I wasn't surprised that Rosemount beat Eastview, but by four goals. And the shot. I almost got to look at the box score see if there's some empty netters in there. It, yeah. Either way, it's a very good win for Rosemount, especially with an Eastview team that had been slowly getting better throughout the year too. Well, since we were trying to slot. Uh, two double A unsuccessfully a minute ago. What's the three double A look like? We got a split between Creighton. Yeah, St. Thomas is beating Eastview. Does Creighton play Eastview? Yeah, they play later in the year. Okay, mm-hmm. I, and then Eastview and, and then Rosemont will play again. Yeah, so, Ro- Rosemont Eastview so, will play again. So Eastview can sell them that. But yeah, does does Park Cottage Grove make their way into this conversation as well? I think they're stuck you know, at two the weeks five. ago. I thought so, but you know, with uh, some of the losses the past couple of weeks, uh, I think the luster's come off. And now that Rosemont has a good win, I don't, I don't see it. Okay. Yeah. I just thought I'd say the word Park Cottage Grove on our show. It's fun. Yeah. That was yeah. worth it. Matamidi yeah. uh, two, St. Thomas Academy one. You got to score more than one goal against Matamidi. If you're okay, we just talked about we just talked about Class A teams beating mid-range Double A teams. Is St. Thomas now a mid-range Double A team? Because that's a I good mean, win for Matamidi. Kind of, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I I would say that St. Thomas is playing like a mid-range Double uh, A team. I mean, this yeah, is now new. what four, three, three out of four, Carl. At least so. Yeah, they were tough ranked this week just because, you know, you know, they have all those good wins from earlier, but you're looking at what's going on right now and you're like, mm, I don't I don't trust this. Yeah. And definitely I, I think the chickens have come home the roost a little bit. Their schedule at the start of the year was a little bit easier than it has been the last you know, the holiday tournament, the Creighton game, um, Benilde on TV. And then to come back and play, it, these conference scores we're starting to see are are a lot tighter than at least I predicted. 
You forgot the Duluth East win. Oh, and then the Duluth East win. It's starting to look better and better every day. Yeah, that one's mm-hmm. starting to improve. Um, okay, White Bear Lake 2, Tartan 1. Ew. It's an EU score. Well, yeah, I, I heard in one of my text, many hockey text strings, White Bear Lake had a bad week. Can I get all their scores? Because that one's bad, but that's not, like, awful. Okay. Yeah, no, I think their other one wasn't awful either. Well, I didn't on, know on, their yeah. other one, so um, if I'm looking uh, that up right now, Tony. No, no, they, they beat Forrest like 6-1. There's nothing bad about that. No, okay. Yeah, See, I, I like to fine. debunk my tech strengths every once in a while. They're still a two-loss team, but one of their mm-hmm. losses is... Uh, I think one of their losses is Stillwater that I was at, and I don't remember their other yep, one. Yep, and the other one is Eastview. Okay, so the only games I've attended for White Bear, they have lost. <laughs> the White Bear Lake curse. I am the White Bear. I better not go to hockey day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, God, those two teams are not trending well for three weeks from now. Tony, do you know no. how to mute your computer? I'm just, just curious, okay? Just... Oh, no. See, that worked. That worked. Okay, cool. 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 Uh, On cough number six, I did mute it. Oh, that's that's effective. That's effective for everybody. (laughs) And I just got sick of muting it. Uh, um, Okay, Wyzetta three, Minnetonka one. Um, I I would say in this one, Minnetonka came out like it was a section game and got really tight real quick, and they just fell into the 2-1-2 and couldn't break out of it in the neutral zone, and they were just swallowed. Every time they crossed the blue line, they just couldn't handle the puck. And Ingman played really well. So Yeah, so, so yeah, I, mean, you, I think we're, we're all in agreement that Minnetonka, when they're on their game, is the best team in the state, but they've now arguably lost their two biggest games. Is that concerning? Um, I, I think it's concerning just based on what I saw in this game, it's concerning that they could lose in the section semifinal type of format Sure, because you need to win at least one of these big games, like you're saying, Carl, and both big games, they have not lived up to where they're, they could be. Their expectations are a lot higher than these two games. Um, War Road 10, Fergus Falls 4. So to put the differentiator between how far away War Road is from Fergus, from Thief, and all yeah. that this week. That, that may be your, that, your first round game at the state. Yeah. I'll say later in the interview with Hampton Sukinski, I asked him about his ugly stat line uh, of four goals on 24 shots because he doesn't have many of them. But uh, he says, yeah, they, they just didn't quit. They did not quit. And hats off to Fergus for that, too. Um, Hermantown 6, Eden Prairie 2. Is this the Hermantown score that you guys were alluding to? Mm-hmm. Another. Solid win. It, it's crazy how the top three teams, and even include uh, Orono to some degree, have had good double-A wins in the last two weeks. And mm-hmm. East Grand Forks, you would say, too. Yeah, yeah. Holy family. Um. Hill Murray won two rivers, formerly known as Sibley zero. 
this was a head shaker. I don't care who you're Another. missing on, on your team, but your JV team should probably beat Sibley handily. I'm speechless. Yeah, that's score. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, you know, Hill the past few weeks have been like, okay, they lost by a goal to a good team, you know, like, sure, they were losing a bunch of games, but it's not bad. But this week, you know, it's railroaded by Tonka than this one. You're just like, hmm, this is, there's maybe more going on here. Um, if you go back to my 2017 or 2018, I can't remember what year, where I just completely roasted St. Thomas for having an all-star team and not being able to win in the state tournament. Insert Hill Murray here in that case. There's just way too much talent, top to bottom, one through 40 in this school for them to be beating two rivers, one and nothing. Yeah, it, it is not 70 and sunny right now in Maplewood. It is like 30 and freezing drizzle type of thing. Which we've had a lot of in the last two weeks. Yes, exactly. Um, Chicago Lakes 3, Alexandria 0. I, what Alex, is Alex. what is going on in Alex? I don't get this. Well, one one thing is is that the North Star Christian Academy is coaching a couple players each year, and it's sure. not the type of program that can sustain losing their top players. Yeah, you know, even at the A level, and they're <laughs> one and they nine. Were, <laughs> they were semifinalists last year. They were one and nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so a pair of a home-and-home, home, some would say, between St. Cloud Cathedral and Mankato East. St. Cloud Cathedral 6, Mankato East 0 on Friday. St. Cloud Cathedral 5, Mankato East 2 on Saturday. Kayla's How did that even, series happen? Kayla's not even paying attention right now, so I, I can't Kayla even... should be paying attention because she was at this game yesterday. She could at least tell us that the popcorn at all seasons was good. Something. I was there. Was it? I yeah. didn't eat the popcorn. I did watch the oh. game, though. Okay. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. Okay. What did you see? Um, I saw that there was a lot of breakaways for Cathedral. Okay. It looked like the defense of East was a little lacking yesterday. Ooh. Just throwing shade. <laughs> well, it was like the only, like, I they seemed fairly paired. There was just a lot of breakaways, in my opinion. Okay. For who? For, for Cathedral? Yeah, for Cathedral. Like, a, like where I was like, oh, my God, like, the goalie was one-on-one. So. All right. I also heard a parent yell, help the goalie. <laughs> so. uh. <laughs> that, that's a good one. <laughs> I like that. There's a good take right there. <laughs> okay, and a team that could have helped their goaltender, Benil DeFore, Moorhead won. That helped a little Kai Weigel action there. But Benil, again. Where was that game? Uh, it was in Moorhead. It was in Moorhead. A good, okay. good travel win for Benil. Um, Litchfield. Three Hutchinson won. There's that three to one score again. Yep. Yep. But then <laughs> Hutch one zero lost to Little Falls and now Litchfield. So starting to see a nope. little bit of Litchfield, but we'll see where Class Eight guy has Litchfield. They were top ten, I think, last week, right? 
Yeah, they were. Um, and then Duluth East or Stillwater five, Duluth East five overtime. This was one of the more entertaining hockey games I've watched in a while. Uh, you know, Stillwater, they're just a racehorse team, you know, a race pony, I guess. They just go up and down and up and down. And it's like breaking out before they have the puck. It's entertaining to watch. And East was right there with them. Actually, East had a, had a two-goal lead, coughed it up, and then probably had the better chances over time, didn't finish. But really entertaining hockey, and they both look like top 15 teams. Uh-oh, that's a tease. Hey, Carl, I know you have had East hung on and beat Stillwater, would they have made your top 10 this week? It would have been close because there was a, there were spots there for the taking. I think they could have. I know. Well, they would yeah. have beaten number 11 Stillwater. So then I'm like, mm-hmm. you got to be at least 10 and a half, right? right? Yeah. And I know a lot of teams in the top 10 lost. I'm like, Carl might sneak them in at 10, but they did not pull it off. Mm-hmm. Edina 2, Lakeville South 2, overtime. This should have been Edina's to win, but Jack Hawksprung stood on his head. And really, um, that was the difference maker in this game. Okay. Uh, does, does that game tell you that Jack, Jack Hawksprung is a finalist for the Brimsic Award? Tells me that he should be definitely in the conversation. Um, and there are three goaltenders that are nominated for finalists in that award, but we only get one vote, and that's where it gets really hard to predict who number three will be. It's going to be crazy with our one vote. It's yeah. a tough year. Yeah. yeah, I think we need to kind of, as a as a staff, need to we distribute our vote, our yeah. out a little bit. You know, collusion, a little collusion. Um, well, and we can, that show should be coming, uh, later this month or early yep. next month. So not yep. on Super Bowl Sunday. I can promise you that. No. Northfield five, Delano three. Good. This is probably one of the best games of the week as far as rankings are concerned. Mm-hmm. Really helped solidify. I think the sixth spot for Northfield. Yeah. Yeah. And Northfield really, and and I haven't studied Northfield's schedule, but they haven't had any real signature games. So this is a time for them to finally say, yeah, we belong here. Northfield <laughs> had Orono, um, but that was a loss. So this is a signature win. They lost, win. like the 3-1, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so this is a signature win for Northfield, at least against a considerably good Class A, you know, powerhouse type of team. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Roseville four, Creighton four overtime. Tony, you, you yeah, watched yeah, most, you most of this game. What's that? You watched most of this game, Tony. Well, about halfway through the game, or actually after the second period, I saw it was three to one Roseville, and I'm like, "Hey, this is on YHH. I'm going to go tune in." And then Roseville scores four to one. I'm like, "All right, get the popcorn <laughs> out. It's going to be good." And then they got to four two, and then Attila Pie scored two goals like 19 seconds apart to, wow. you know, tie 4-4. Four, four. And then uh, Creighton scores again, and they get it disallowed, and the Creighton bench just become, goes unhinged. And Jeff Papis goes, oh, and now they get a bench minor. And, like, I thought they – it wasn't a bench minor. It was a timeout. So he oh. thought he might have teed him up. It wasn't a technical <laughs> – and then about a minute and a half left in the game, I'm not sure I, I made it 
after that. I don't remember anything after that. I think I fell asleep. The, the reason that is, it was 11.30. Like, do we know why? Why? Why yeah. did the game start at 9, a, 9 p.m.? Eight. Yeah, I don't know why it was at 8 o'clock start. I, but the game was still, it had to have actually started at close to 9.30, though. Probably. Right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, was, did the little chippers go to overtime, or what's going on here? I I do not know on that. Um, I will let me lay out some excuses for Creighton. Okay, I'll I'll give the excuse train. Um, their backup goaltender was playing again. The funeral was earlier in the morning. Um, so I I will say like there is some credit for some excuse in this game, but Roseville is definitely not one of the top tier teams in their conference. No. Carl, does it seem funny that a St. Thomas alum just keeps making excuses? Make up excuses for Creighton? Yeah. It just seems I like weird. I, I, I'm just a full just supporter, supporter of the defunct teams behind me, the teams that are right. no longer in existence. Who, who's right behind you? We can, who are you blocking? Uh, Como? Okay. Yeah, yeah. On, the, on the lower tier. Yeah, we got. Okay. Oh, Sibley, so and, oh, Sibley, and North, North yeah. St. Paul. We got a traditional Lakeville here today. Uh, a Como Park. The original Lakeville. A Cooper. Oh, a Duluth Central. A, a Virginia. You know, I, I'm really the the Emma Lazarus poem of high school hockey jerseys. Give me your poor, your huddled masses, your defunct teams yearning to be mm-hmm. free again. All Give right, me more scores or get me the show over. That's what I'd be saying. Okay. That's all the scores I have. All right. Okay. I, I turn it back over to Carl now then. Or well, Jack's Cafe ranking. Ooh. Jack's Cafe. Danny, time. is it is it time to put your uh, hat on? Your Jack's Cafe hat on? Okay, hold on. He has a hat? Oh. He's got a hat. He has a hat. He has a hat. Ooh. Look at that. Ooh, it's actually a nice hat. It's very nice. Excellent. It's hat time. The pom-pom goes well with the, the headphones. Yes. Yes, it does. It's, it's very difficult to hear now because it is very <laughs> insulated. But, I mean... Uh, you're always feeling good and warm and excited when you're at Jack's Cafe. Like yes, the insulation um, hat. What's interesting, what did you guys get when we ate there last summer with the hash on top of the hash brown? That was a ribeye. Okay, that's what I'm getting the next time I go. It's so it good. Looked amazing. It's smothered in onions and mushrooms and then um, all over a bed of really good hash browns. What, what only that could make it better was a bottle of wine from Daddy's parents' vineyard. <laughs> I again, I belonged to my own wineries, and so yeah. Oh my I, gosh! I don't need to worry about that. Oh my god! Uh, okay, um, Jack. I will say this about Jack's Cafe. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna make sure I say this every week. If you're a senior parent, captain parent, please. Look, call my friend Bill and say, hey, I want to have a real classy uh, senior banquet for our kids who have practiced at six in the morning, gone out of town tournaments together. Well, you should end that hockey career on a high note, and the high note would be at Jack's Cafe. Bill Kozlak, he'll take your call. 
The cool part is you'll get like a book of matches that say your banquet and stuff too. Like you will, you will be treated to all star service at Jack's. Yeah. There are a few teams out there that if they all got a match book, they might burn the place down. Yeah. <laughs> you, can keep, you can keep them away from matches. Also, I have a sad story about my match book. You know, all right, sure. <laughs> I left it in my pocket. It went through the wash. Oh, oh, gross. Oh. <laughs> not, not, not great. Oh, those are... it, it, was, it was a cool match book. It said you had hockey <laughs> Oh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't hear most of that, Carl, because somebody was coughing. But that's oh, okay. yeah. I, I muted it. Can I tell it again. No, you didn't. You didn't. We heard that. We heard that loud and clear. See, I told you. I hit the mute button here. I don't know how to hit mute the. No, we we, we would see the mute pop up in the corner of your thing. Because you oh, mute oh, our mute audio there. doesn't mean you mute your <laughs> own, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever zoomed before, Tony? No, ever, I don't ever. zoom. <laughs> if I mute the other people, they can't hear me. <laughs> now you're muted. Now you're muted. And, Good. Oh, that, that's mean, Tony. That's that's really mean. Don't yeah. say things like that. Why'd you're you out say of the air. That? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was offensive. Oh. <laughs> How could you slight them? <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um. Well, Carl, you want the rankings? Yeah, let's go Class A first. Sure. Um, some of these might sound familiar. <laughs> number one, Hermantown. Number two, War Road. Number we three, might, we'll Ma- know who Ma- Ma- that Ma- is. That, this may change this week, Phil. Yep. Yeah, we have potential. Number four, Orono. Ooh, again, locking that position in with the win over Gentry. Yeah. Number five, East Grand Forks. Yeah. The win over Holy Family. Number six, Northfield, win over Delano. Yeah. So, number seven, it's still Delano. Uh, not there yet. <laughs> okay. They, they did beat Litchfield, which was a top 10 team. <laughs> yes. Okay. Number eight, Brigus Falls. After having a 10 spot put on them is kind of a hard, hard one to read. But they beat TRF. Okay. Number nine, good old Hibbing. Where's Detroit Lakes now? They're 10. Okay. Uh, win over Wadena, who is actually a top 20 team. <sighs> that little falls win isn't looking as pretty as it did. No. No. So that's your top 10 in A. Double A. Number one. Well, they spent one week out, but they're right back in. Why is that? Okay. Yeah. Number two, I went Maple Grove. Okay. No argument. Yeah, I think the quality of their wins is slightly better than Minnetonka's across the board. But Minnetonka is still number three. Sure. All right. Number four, got to be Chan Hassan. Yeah. You know, they, they beat Lakeville South, who just tied the team that's number five, which is Edina. Question. Yep. Yeah. Tony, yes, question, Tony. Um, if Chan beats Benil twice and assume they win every other of their conference games in the Metro West, do they, and they will be a number one seed in their section, mm-hmm. how high can they go? Could you get them to two? I think I could. It really depends on what the other teams do. You know, if, if Wyzetta just steamrolls the lake, if Maple Grove rolls through the lake or through the Northwest Suburban, I don't think they can hop either of those. Okay. But, but if they lose, which there's a good chance they will, 
right. given how tough those conferences are, they have a chance. All right. it, it, it kind of depends on what, what Vanilla does the rest of the way, too, because, you know, I think we're still on the fence on how good Vanilla actually is. Circle those games. Those would be good games. Yeah, they're important. So that's January 26th. It's a Thursday and February 14th. Uh, which is a oh. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day. Yeah. I'm going to Chad Bunnell. <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> um, but to uh, to the point of their schedule, they'll play Orono twice now. They have White Bear Lake. Mm-hmm. They have they're okay. They have Gentry and. Mm. In the Benil, I mean, they play Bloomington Jefferson. Anybody? No. Okay. No. Yeah. So they could be a one-loss team. They probably play prior like this, um, this Thursday too. So, I don't know. Uh, more to come with those guys. Yep. Five. It's a five-z Dino. Okay. I didn't want to walk back them too much after, you know, controlling a game against like Bill South and losing. And especially since number six is not an easy spot to fill. No. But I went to Andover. I think they have enough good wins. I don't trust them, but they're there. What's their record right now, Carl? Uh, eight, five, eight and five, eight, five, and one. Eight, five, and one. I just clicked on it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're a five loss team, but they're there. They have an 18% power play. That's with that with that top line. Yeah. That that should tell you a lot. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Who's seven? The build. No. No. Who who else? Who else, Danny? Who else? I, I can They start. had good wins. They had good wins. Yeah. I, I'm all, I'm on board with that. The week mm-hmm. after losing like putting a nine spot, that's just a hard pill to swallow. Danny, that, you, you, saw their, you saw their one terrile game. They also beat they also team rolled south last week. Without the South's two defensemen. Still a big win. Okay. Eight's gotta be Cretan, right? No, they just tied a little bit. Huh? Yeah. All right. Eight. Oh, yeah. Rogers. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Was it that win over Armstrong Cooper that impressed you so much? Uh, I think it was. Well, they, they fought, or was it Coon Rapids? Or? Coon yeah. Rapids lost no. somebody. Like, yeah. They lost Centennial six. No, no they, they, they beat Elk River. That's the other team they beat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, Nine, Lakeville South. They got a good tie. Where were they? They were 12, I think. They tied, I know that moves up three spots. Yeah. <laughs> yes, other people fall. <laughs> All right, so Creighton 10? Yeah. All right. Now I got to know who the next ones are. So yeah. it's, who's 11? Because Stowar tied East. Yeah, so let, a lot of, there's a lot of... It's, uh, it's, it's a churn of teams that could move a lot in a little time if they get... St. Thomas probably 11. Is, is 11. Yeah. And yep. Daniel, still in there at 12. He's kind yep. of waiting for, they have a big week coming up. Uh, 13, Stillwater, 14 East. Yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. You probably, when you're doing the rankings, you probably attach like a little, like a little train set. You put 
still mm-hmm. on our east together. All right, where are we yep, going to yep, these right, two? Yep. Where, where's the train going? Yep. Where are they going to go? <laughs> 10, 11? Are they going to yeah. go... Well, yeah. 11, 12 or 12, 13. And Stillwater has lost the Centennial, so that's kind of, you know, that train went in front of there. That's how yeah. they gave that order. Yeah. All right. Who is 15? I threw Champlin in there for fun. Oh, my gosh. You, yeah. Is that what you do on your Saturday nights is throw Champlin in? Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what you have to do. Yep. <laughs> <sighs> okay. It's like Moorhead's now a six-loss team. You know, they're six and six. I didn't feel like keeping them. In there, you mean the number one seed in eight double A? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we don't have a coach's interview this week, um, but we do have a red black league player interview with senior Waro goaltender Hampton Slukinski, the Hammer. I still have my hammer. Good job, Left Carl. Over from state last year. Ooh, Tony, why don't you take away this interview with Hammer? Well, thank you, Danny. Uh, today we bring in our Red and Black League player interview, Hampton Slokinski. How are you doing today, Hammer? Uh, pretty good. Well, we already have given away your nickname, and if anybody doesn't know your nickname, they don't know much about high school hockey in Minnesota. you got the Hammer, a uh, little spongy thing behind yeah. you in every game. How did you get the nickname Hammer? Yeah, so when I was... When I was about to be born, my parents were telling me that, or telling my brother that I was going to be named Hampton, and he just said, "I'll call him Hammer," and it just it stuck. Like he didn't like the name Hampton, or it was too hard, or he just kind of had his own way. I don't know. I never even asked him. He just said, "I'll call him Hammer," and it stuck. And it stuck. Me. I love it. I love the hammers. I love how it all uh, came together. Um, you committed to Northern Michigan, same school as your brother Grant. Tell me how that process came together last fall. Yeah, so they started talking to me probably in the summer, you know, after, or a little bit before national camp, after Fargo's camp in the spring there. And then I made Holinka, and they were they were really talking to me a lot. And, um, you know, I obviously I know them pretty uh, good because my brother committed there three years ago. So I trust them. I, I know I've known them for three years, so I felt comfortable with them. And that was definitely a big part of it. And I don't think you and Grant have ever been on the same ice hockey team. Have we you? have not. No, like an organized one. I'm sure you yeah. Probably in the backyard, you've yep. been on the same team a couple of times, right? Yep. All right. Um, so we're here in Warroad, and it's fun to see the banners, to see the retired numbers and all the things that you see here. And as a hockey nerd, I love coming here. Um, there's so many family traditions. You got the, the Christians. You got the Marvins. You're part of that family. You got the Boucher's and the Shagabays, that clan. There's just so many. Hardwick and Roberts, that whole just there's just family after family who've had generation after generation. You got to just give me one example how you've been touched by whether it's your the Marvin family or one of the other many families here while growing up. Yeah, so on our Pee Wee team, I'm not even sure what year. My second year Pee Wee, we we won the state championship, and on that bench we had Brian Hunfit, and then we had Dane Shogby, who was Jason's brother, Carson Pilgrim's uncle, and then Robin Marvin, who's Murray's mom. So yeah. It was like a, a lot, family affair. A family connection on that bench. And that's just one of yeah. many of them. And and the best part is, is like you, you're growing up here. You don't even realize some of these names. You know, you obviously know who Gigi and, and the Christians are and, and, and TJ, but there's so many more that have just, uh, like, like Alan Hanslagen, for example, there was a tweet about him this week. They both, he played for the Capitals and so did TJ. Do you even know who Alan is and his impact on hockey? No. Isn't that great? Yeah. I think it's fantastic. He's at Celebrity Golf every year. He played 10 years pro hockey in the, in the 70s, which doesn't sound like that big of a deal to you, but Americans didn't play 
in the NHL or WHA back then. Yeah. It's a, it's a fun thing to see how many great players have come out of here. Um, okay. So you have uh, your goalie, and I always love to ask goalies this type of question. It's called seeing the game, right? Most coaches see the game from the sidelines or on the bench. Uh, defenders see it differently, forwards see it differently. But I think the most unique perspective is behind, in the goal crease where you sit. What? Tell me about what you see back there and, and, and how you've developed as a player. And maybe, because there's a lot of guys that are coaches, uh, that end up, goalies that end up being coaches. Do you see yourself coaching someday and using that perspective? Yeah, maybe. Uh, you know, as a goalie, you see, you see the whole rink. So you see all the mistakes. You see when D pinches. And, you know, you get a two-on-one coming or you see when a forward doesn't block a shot, point shot gets through or something like that. So, yeah, for sure, I definitely see the whole rink and see all the mistakes and all the good things, too, that happen out there. But Both, right? Yeah. So, in a game, how much talking do you do, Hammer? Is it Are you just nothing? Are you flatline nothing? No, or are so you chirping and like, chatting? Well, like chirping? No, no, chirping. It's just chirping your oh, teammates. Yes, yeah, so like when pucks are dumped and I'm letting them know guys coming or got time, stuff like that, or you got two. Or just, you know, rim it, stuff like that, skate it. So yeah. Okay, so you are doing some talking yeah, out there. A, um, a fun season for you guys so far. You've had a couple close ones, but still well on your way to a, a high seed in the state tournament, assuming you can get by a real tough section. Yeah. Um, what do you know about your section? You played DL this weekend. Um, you got a doubleheader with Eastside coming up. What do you know about the section and, and, and where you guys stand? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think we have the toughest A section in the state. Uh, DL, you know, they're pretty good. We beat them five, nothing here yesterday. They, they hung with us. It was zero, zero after one, but our skill kind of took over in that game. And then, uh, thief, we beat them five, one, uh, they're pretty good. They're kind of like DL, really good defensively, but kind of our skill again took over, but then, uh, East grand coming up, we know they're good. We know they're going to play physical and they'll, they have a little bit of skill. So how about Kitson? Do you, if you had them on your schedule yet, we do not No, you don't play them. No. All right. Cause they're another one of those teams with some really good skill players on yeah. the team. Who could, yeah. I think they could make a scare. Yeah, Tyler know, had it. He was on our elite league team. He's a good player. I played golf with him last summer. Yeah. He hits it a mile. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, all right. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about your brother, Graham. Um, you have a you know family connection with, with him. But I can imagine how many in your backyard ring, how many thousands and thousands and thousands of pucks he shot on you to get you ready where you are and getting himself ready for a division one path as well. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. He shot on me a ton when we were younger. We were always out there. I was in the goalie equipment. He just stuck me in the net and he'd rip balls and pucks at me and everything. So yeah, for sure. He shot a lot of pucks. I mean, that's helped me because he's three years older than me. So shoots a lot harder than the kids my age. So yeah, for sure. That helped me. Did you ever feel intimidated when you were in that, when he was shooting on you? Not really. I've always faced him. So it's not, not really anything new. Just kind of used to it. If you played in like a pickup game here, and you probably do play in pickup yep. games and he's here, do you feel like you maybe have an advantage on his shooting? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty good at reading his shot. Okay. Yeah. I figured that. Um, all right. So, how, you know, thousands, we're talking about thousands of shots. I got a question for you. All right. Over under, I got it set at like 42. I gave this a lot of thought on my drive up today. 42 shots is what I'm guessing he took and hit you in the head. Is it? Over 42 or under 42? I would say that's pretty close, but I'd go under. He's a pretty, pretty nice guy. He keeps it down on me. And he was always trying to keep the shot on net, not yeah. on your head, right? Yeah, for the most part. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Now, how many times, another number, I don't have an over under on this one, but how many times did he intentionally shoot the puck at your head? 
Probably five. Five? five I would have guessed maybe ten. Not not many, but a couple times I'm sure he's gotten mad at me. Um, did you ever guys get ever heated out there? Yeah, big time for sure. Time. Shootouts, yeah. Got pretty got pretty competitive out there. Do you know all his moves? For the most part, when he came back here on Christmas break, he got me a couple of times, but I was getting, really? I was getting you, him a little bit. So you see, you still have the rink going. Yeah. Well, that was that was out here in the gardens, but oh, okay. Yeah. Um, at home, is the rink too small where you can't come in and deke anymore? For the most part, yeah. It's just shooting. Yeah. You said you you get you have skater skates. Yep. Yes. So sir. not just goalie skates. You're still out there skating. Would you be a varsity player if you're skating out? I think I would. Yep. For sure. <laughs> I love I've, it. I've still got a little bit of skill. I love hands. that. I love it. A little cocky. I love it. Yeah. All right. So how funny is it? Your dad, Tim, who runs Lamplighter Hockey, it's a shooting camp, shooting clinic, shooting device, shooting, shooting, shooting. And he turns out to have a goalie. Where did he take the wrong turn and how did you get to start playing goalie? I don't know, but well, I, I started playing goalie, just hanging out, playing with my brother and his friends on the backyard rink. And they just stuck me in the net because I, I couldn't keep up, but I wanted to play. So they just threw me in the net and I... I still stuck with it. Fell in love with the position. I still still playing. So, all right. So, what is uh, what's future hold for you, Hammer? Uh, I'm 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 guessing you have some junior hockey ahead of you, and before you get to Marquette. Yeah. So next year after after my senior year of high school, this year the plan is to play for Fargo in the USHL, and then one year is the plan right now. But we'll see, and then go to Northern Michigan after that. So, do you have? Um, are you going to play there this spring in Fargo? I will be in Fargo, but I don't know if I'm going to be playing. All right. Well, the reason I'm asking is I'm setting you up to your good golf. We talked about Henning. I've heard you're a pretty good golfer. You won uh, the subsection last year with the low round. Where was it? Park Rapids? Yep. Shot a 73. That's to, a nice score. Yeah. That's a nice score. Um, and, but you didn't go to Regents or, or sections. Why was that? I did not. So I had Fargo's main camp. So couldn't go. So hockey is greater than golf. Yep. All right. And Jason too, he had, he went, he went to sections, won it or medaled at least yep. he qualified, but couldn't go because. Yeah. He had Green Bay's camp. I the week it. of state. So yeah, he couldn't go. Say you're from World without saying you're from <laughs> World, right? You're skipping yep. golf for, for hockey. I love it. But the reason I brought it up is you have your senior season of golf. Do you think you'll be golfing for the Warriors this year? Or is it going to just. I'm not sure. Cause, uh, the section tournaments during Fargo's camp, and then I don't know when I'll be back. So we'll see. And I'm pretty sure I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm pretty sure Coach Hardwick is also the golf coach. He is. Yep. Uh, is he a different golf coach than he is hockey coach, or is it a lot the same? Uh, pretty pretty different. He's more, really more, more relaxed on the golf. Course. Oh, I figured he was, yeah. but you never know. Some yeah. of this. I had a golf coach that we ran drills. No, and I'm that. like, and he was a basketball coach. I'm like, this yeah. is not basketball <laughs> coach, right? Pretty laid back. All right. Um, I think it's time that we do some picks a little bit different here. You're not on the show with Danny and Carl. We're, you're going to sit down and do them in front of me. We have five games here. You ready to go? Yep. All right. Fergus Falls and Little Falls. You just played the Otters. Have you played Little Falls or we seen not, them? No. Uh, they've had some decent scores this year. Yeah. So they had two kids on our elite league team. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, which one? Fergus or uh, Little, Little Falls? Little Falls did. Um, I'm guessing it's uh, Matt and Carter. Carter. Yep. Yep. Utoots, maybe? Yep. Yeah, he's a good player. Yep. Uh, okay, so who do you got this one? Fergus or Little? I'll go Little Falls. Little Falls. All right. Uh, Rogers and Maple Grove. First of two games. They play on Friday Night Ice in February as well. I'm going to say Maple Grove there. Maple Grove. They're hot right now. That's a good pick. Here's a game. You've played both of these teams, I believe. Delano and Orono. 
I'm gonna go Orno. They're they they're big. They play physical. So yeah, I'll go Orno. I'm gonna coach you a little bit. Delano is on kind of a tear as well. So they've they they started off slow, and I'm probably yeah, part of the slow yeah. is playing. We against played you them first guys. game of the year. So. Right, right, yeah. right. All right, all right. Was that uh, that was down there, right? Yep. Yeah, it was during during Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm still mad at Coach Hardwick. I'm like, we have an event. And I'm never gonna see you guys. Like, I never get to see. You. There are years where I don't get to see you guys unless I come up here and see you. All right, next one's a Friday night ice game. We had one in Duluth on uh, a couple nights ago. Uh, we have Mankato East and Mankato West. Let's see how good you are with Class A hockey. I'll go Mankato East there. Yeah, they're a state, a, a frequent yeah. uh, attender at the state tournament. Have you played ever played them? State no, tournament? I've not. Never okay. played Mankato at all. All right. Uh, and last but not least, uh, Saturday. I want to say Tuesday. I'm so jacked up for the Roso game. <laughs> uh, what a big week for you, right? You yeah. got you got Hermantown and you got Roso. Uh, you, you gonna be able to sleep at all this week? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hermantown War Road. I think it's a five o'clock face off right here at the Gardens. Who do you got in that one? I got to go World. Um, they are number one in the state. So by some rankers, that doesn't intimidate you? No, no, we'll be ready. And what do you remember uh, about last year's game in Hermantown? Uh, the atmosphere is pretty cool to play there, but they're, they're a good team. So, yeah, it should be fun. I think it's a good team. I think one of the keys to the game is the injury bug. Who's the healthy? I think both teams are dead even. I think whoever's healthiest probably ends up winning the game and we won't know who shows up until the puck drops correct yeah are you guys banged up at all or are you fully healthy we're, we've got one forward hurt right now but... one forward hurt okay and i think they got a couple so yeah we'll just kind of see how that works out can't wait to see the game it'll be here it'll be live streamed here on yhh will peterson and danny ryan will bring you that game so two yhh games in one week excited to have you on the show today hammer yeah thank you all right, we're going to take away uh, the rest of the picks with Danny and the gang down in Minneapolis. Okay, well, we got Hammer's picks now. Now let's uh, do some other games that are happening this week that are not pick em games. Um, so some other ones that are going on, Cretan and Matamidi play, Rozo War Road, Tony, which you will be at again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Centennial Andover, Holy Family Eden Prairie, um, Hill Murray St. Thomas, St. Thomas Edina. Um, and I think that's all. I don't have the pickums in front of me. I think that's all of them that I have. That uh, Hill Murray St. Thomas game is interesting because both teams are li- literally going backwards right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very much hit the skids. That one's at St. Thomas on Thursday. Yeah, that one that one creates a little bit of an interesting. I, I'm willing to bet the St. Thomas Edina game is at Edina because they were at St. Thomas last year. Correct. Um, did I miss anything, Carl, with games? Um, don't think so. Go on. Creighton Matamita is a good one too. That's not picking, but that's that's a game you got to keep. Because if Matamidi wins that one, that's that, then suddenly, oh, it's Matamidi. Yeah, <laughs> pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, if you're Warroad or or uh, Hermantown, you're like, don't want to play them. And not yeah. that you want to play Orno either, but or whoever comes out of two A. Yeah. No, whoever comes out of two A has got to be the number four seed, right, Carl? You would no think. Matter, yeah. No matter what, has to be. No matter what. And, 
The team is certainly going to be in that game. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that much. Yeah, because yeah, four or five. Yeah, no, no, no fields right there too, but yeah. Even hypothetically, if East Grand Forks beats Warroad, East Grand Forks would grab the two or the three seed. Two or three, yeah. Yeah. That win alone is worth it. Mm -hmm. Okay, Tony, you want to run the pickums? Yes, I will. All right. uh, Game one is Fergus Falls travels to Little Falls. I wonder how far it is between Fergus Falls and Little Falls. An hour, maybe? Why do you ask questions that about? require research, Tony? Every single time. It's, it's like rhetor- question. it's rhetorical questions that like res- Google map. Yeah. Here we come. Like I will get it for us. Yeah, like only Googleable questions. You're asking people that don't know the answer to it. Did I stall yeah, enough Carl, there? Carl, Carl does a lot of travel in, in the state. He might know that. See, all you that know? was a stall tactic for Carl. Okay, Carl, did you find the answer? I oh, did. Wow. It's, it's it's further. It's an hour forty five. Hour forty five. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah, it's a lot. A lot of highway two ten. One can ah, develop. I don't bus like legs. highway two ten. One can develop bus lakes from that trip. I agree. I agree. All right, I'm going Little Falls uh, over the Fergus. Hmm. I'm not. I think the otters are playing pretty well right now. Oh. Okay. The one thing I did forget to mention in news and nuggets. You know how we do this sequentially <laughs> based on right before age. his pick. Oh, it's, yeah. It was Carl's birthday this week. It was. Oh, and Brianna's. And Brianna's. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it was. And it's mine next week. Same. Oh, and it's, my, and it's oh my God, actually. Week. We talked about this. Your birthday's the 13th. No. Wait, maybe mine's not next week. It's the week after. Okay, Caleb, <laughs> mute yourself. What, when's your birthday? Wow. The 12th. Oh, mine's the 16th. Okay. It's not next, it's not next, not week. next week. Sorry, that's my eight, bad. Eight, eight, eight days is more than a week. <laughs> it's not my bad. Real. I can't count right now. It's too early in the morning. <laughs> this was a fun bit while I prep for the honors winning this game. It is her birthday this month, though. It is, it is her this birthday month. this month. We got that right. All right. Who do you got? I got the, I got the otters. I, I'll go with the otters on this as well. What did Man, Hammer Hampton, have? He had Little Falls. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Uh, game two is Rogers Maple Grove, which is a preview of Friday Night Ice number four point five or five. We're going <laughs> to have two games this week, so uh, which should be a good game. Um, if the Rogers or Maple Grove band directors are watching, and I'm sure they are. Uh, we need your bands to be at Bloomington Ice Garden on February 3rd. You will, you watched the game last week. Carl, would you agree that the bands were just as part of the show as, as the hockey players? The bands were awesome. They were both great. And I was, I was really curious when I heard they're going to do the national anthem together, how that was going to work. I was picturing like two bands like opposite ends of the ice trying to you know, play in unison, which would have been, you know, a train wreck. But the rapid band physically stood up and walked down or a chunk of them. And yeah, chunk of junior and, Yeah. So mixed in with East Bam. All right, so Carl, you, you get to go first on this one. Rogers and Maple Grove. I'm I'm feeling Maple Grove right now. They're on a roll. They've been winning games convincingly. I'm not getting off that train. Danny, are you brave enough to be the only one to take Rogers? Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll take Rogers. I, I could use a win, yeah. and so could Rogers. Um, 
This game's played on Olympic-sized ice, and I think that will leave room for Sammy Ranallo to dance all over a little bit. Good job with the mute there, Tony. And um, I do think that this is going to be a Rodgers win, and it's going to be finally a statement win for them. Even though they have the Andover one, I think this one will look better. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Uh, Hampton had Maple Grove. So three of us had Maple Grove. You were the only one with Rogers. You get to go first on this 2A clash between uh, Delano and Orno. Um, this one's at Orno. I'm going to pick the home team here. I think uh, I have more trust that Orno will score goals than Delano. Um, Carl, do you want to be the only one who takes Delano because Hammer took Orno and I take Orno. Orno. I think we're going to make it a clean sweep. He's just too safe, isn't he? He's yeah. got no cojones. Uh, no. no, no. no. Or no. I'm not going to ride that tiger. No. No one's riding that tiger. Ride no. with the Spartans. All right. Um, Hammer takes in the... Friday Night Ice game number three, which is this weekend um, at Bloomington Ice Garden between Mankato East and Mankato West. A side note, the girls' East team will play Apple Valley at 5 o'clock. So we have two full productions in five hours to knock out. Should be a fun evening for YHH staffers. Um, East has not lost to West in seven games. Wow. That's a stat. Kind of like uh, the, the Rapids East uh, game on Friday. It had been quite some time since East had beaten Rapids, correct, Carl? Yeah, it, it had been seven games. And, Danny, you get to go last year. My guess is Carl is going to take East as well, right? I am. All right, Carl. Uh, I mean, Danny, uh, will you have the guts to take Mankato West? I'll take Mankato West just because East, East has been struggling. West scores have not been terrible this year, so it's not like there's a big, huge difference between these two teams. So yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're less than two players. goals apart in page staff. Their best player, Zach Benson, is out. I'm going to so take that's... Mankato East. I'm going to take Mankato East. <laughs> <laughs> Did you really change your pick? No, no. I already wrote it down. You can't go back. I can't go back. It's in pen. They can't go back. That happened to me like three weeks ago. <laughs> I'm gonna watch this. <laughs> I uh, Tony. Oh, Tony, follow the mute button. Yeah, I am. Oh. I am rocking now. Okay. He's yeah. ambitious today. Yeah. You know what else I can do on here? I think I can mute those types of people. I can mute. I can mute you too. Oh, if you do that, you just. Can't hear us. We're still talking. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably <laughs> give like some sort of emojis or applause to Tony. Like you can do like, uh-huh. certain reacts. Yeah. I might try that. I don't know how I can do that, but I might try. Just the middle finger emoji. Reactions. No. Yeah. Reactions. Here we go. Let's see what your reactions, Tony. For everybody. Okay, that's a thumbs oh, up. There we go. Yeah. All right. Okay. How do I get this? There are a down? lot of options. Okay. How do I get this down? I don't know, Dad. I don't know. Go there. Go away. All right, good. All right. Okay. Oh, my gosh. There's like a devil face. The big no. <laughs> okay. Moving All on, right. Tony. Well, you discover Zoom. Final game. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Hermantown will visit Laurel, which is 36 miles that way uh, from where I am right now. Um, in a game which was epic last year. Yeah. Um, Hammer talked about it a little bit about the atmosphere at Hermantown. I think it will be just as electric next Saturday at five o'clock. Danny, before we get to this, I know you're going up to Warroad next Saturday. So have, you found, have you found a cellmate to join you uh, on the trip? No. And I, don't I know even, you've been asked. I don't even have a place to stay yet. Well, <laughs> there's a place in Bethesda. Like, I got this place. Sounds like a new sponsor. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Really nice. Um, I've heard Brad Soderbergh might be a, 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 an option. I heard Brianna might be an option. I heard you got some options. What else? Who else have you been asking to join you? You know, I I don't want to list names, Tony, to make people feel slighted on what level they are in the ask too. <laughs> All right, but will you confirm that both of those two have been asked? I, I'm not denying. Danny's going to give staff rankings now. <laughs> it's staff another rankings. section of our show. <laughs> yeah, of who who has yeah. been asked and in what order. Who has I, not? <laughs> all I know is I I want to go to this game, but it is going to be very difficult to get up there for this game and get back, so, especially by listeners. Myself. If someone wants to ride to World and back with Danny. Yeah, now it's your time. and help drive. Did anyone get asked? DM him on Twitter after the listeners of this show. <laughs> then you're really far down the list. <laughs> Whatever Kayla does to rip somebody else that's not me, it's got to be good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, it's really TBD on my side yet. It just because I got to figure out the logistics of all of this. And so I. Well, you I, have until Tuesday at 10 p.m. That's all I gotta say. Why Tuesday at 10 p.m.? Because that's when the uh, the bag, which Will will need to broadcast, oh. needs to either stay in world or come back from world. So sure, sure, that makes sense. There you go. You have until Tuesday. Well, somebody uh, let me know go. they want to go by Tuesday. I guess. Let's talk. Let's talk the game. This is a going to be a great game. Um, big question is: Is Kay Kohansky going to be? Injury free and be back for this game. Um, I've heard a couple others from Harbortown are hurt, but it sure didn't look like they were hurt yesterday against Eden Prairie. Um, I talked to Hammer about injuries. He says one uh, D is a little bit banged up, but for the most part, they're healthy. And Cade playing some being back for this game. That's what they've been aiming for. Um, we'll see if that actually happens and at what capacity Cade is back as well. I'm not sure that's a make or break. I think the Hawks have enough depth and there's enough on the line in this game that I don't think that's a make or break. No, I, I would agree to that. It, it's, it's a next man up type of thing too. Here's a question for Carl. If these two teams were in double a, um, granted they would have more of a double a schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, where would they be ranked? Well, they're, they're both undefeated, right? They're the two undefeated teams left in the state. And Termintown's schedule has certainly been strong, but they have some quality double-A wins. They also have a centennial tie, so they're they're in the top five. I don't think they're top three, but they're up there. Warroad. Uh, they beat Rapids in overtime. Yeah. 
mean, a lot of Class A teams. Right. Right. Yeah, and, they haven't, pretty, and they haven't played Rozo yet. No. No. They, right? will have, they will have by the time this game happens, but they haven't. Right. right. So, uh, six to ten. Well, I, and not just because it's a bit, but I'm going to, I'm taking Hermantown just because I think they're a better team. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get slaughtered probably by the time I walk into the gardens tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm sitting here, I'm wearing my world sweatshirt. I have my, I can see, you know, vintage hammer. You're still going to take Hermantown. I am. I, I will, I will believe world can beat Hermantown when I see it. Then we've reached that point in that, in those two. Mm-hmm. How long has it been, Carl? Do you remember the year still on the St. Cloud Cathedral? The class A regular, regular season game was 2013. It's been 10 years. So we're working on 10 years now of this. This is why Carl will never pick them. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why it's juicy to go to this game because you would see the first time in 10 years that Hermantown loses. And, and it's an added bonus. 13 hours with me in a car. <laughs> and, and I I got war road in this game. I think and yeah. watch this and a $100 gift card, gas cafe and an ankle brace from Summit Orthopedics. <laughs> <laughs> what is this like misery? Am I like breaking their ankles so they can't yeah, leave? So, they so yeah. they're forced to be in the car with me? They're trapped in the car. You're trying to jump out in your river or something. Yeah, just listening to Power Broker by Robert Caro for 13 hours. Yeah, I don't think that's happening. But I, I still got I got War Road. I think Hammer's going to make a difference. I think the shutting the top line for um, War Road with having final change. The, they haven't had final change in this game in uh, several years. And so I think that will make it. Uh, we'll see how much of a difference that makes. Because if it does make a difference and they do win this game and get the number one seed if they make state, it will give us something to talk about then. Too. Now, if Warroad played three lines, it would make a difference. But they're going that first line is going to be out there whenever it wants to be out there, regardless of last change. I don't. I, I think right. you're putting too much stock in that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like there are three teams that are three lines deep line matching, playing some matchups. So they're they're just out there. <laughs> yeah, and and I think when we saw that last year in Hermantown, the line matching didn't really take into effect at all. And on top of that, I think the size of the rink, it matters more than anything at all. Yeah, it's Olympic. Yeah, that's the biggest thing. Like, like where could Hermantown go practice in Duluth area? Is there a, is there an Olympic There is not. No. Uh, now, uh, a question. Did the Centennial game, uh, well, Centennial's not Olympic anymore. So no, no, have, no. have they played on Olympic ice this year? too and i will no. look that up there's not many left there's not that many left because why is that is no longer olympic um and no one plays in bloomington rank three anymore no no they haven't played in olympic um, no they have they've not no so, so it'll be interesting it, it, it will be but I, i'm gonna take war road in this game and i'm gonna say three to two war road well, was this the funk pat thing where you got to pick the score now? Could. Oh, I'm not. Okay. I have no idea. 
close. Okay. Um, I would just go. I would go three to one. It was like three to two last year, or two to one. Two to one, two to one. overtime. Yeah, I, I remember that part. But I remember calling that game with an AirPod. Yeah. Yes, you sure did. Yes. With, yes. With me and Danny standing right behind on you. The lamp. <laughs> yes, on lamp. Yeah, we were we were within six inches of one another. Yeah. All four of us. It was it was crazy. five of us. You include Jenny Spukinski, who held that thing. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she held that no fail for three periods. Yeah. Impressive. Yeah, no doubt about it. So that'll do it for uh, this week's well, show. Who, who did Hammer pick? Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh, that's <laughs> he, disappointing. He, 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 you, you couldn't con him into it? I tried, but it was there was not much. He, he wasn't having it. Let's put it that way. Mm. It was a good interview, though. I, I asked him, you know, like where he, you know, how he sees the game as a goalie. He talked a little bit about the family connection. Talked about how his nick, how he got his nickname Hammer. That came from Grant. Grant Grant asked, "What are they going to name his baby brother?" And they said Hampton. He goes, "I'm calling him Hammer." And he was like three years old. Tony, and everybody also, has listened to this. No, that, yeah. I don't think that was on the pod. I don't think that was on the pod. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, it was Hampton was a guy that Tim Sukinski knew, uh, was a work friend or a hockey friend that Tim knew and he liked the name. So that's how he got to hammer. Perfect. Okay. Well, that'll do it. Thanks to our sponsors, Red and Black Leagues, Summit Orthopedics, and Jack's Cafe. Thanks to Kayla, Carl, and Danny for putting together a great show. Should be a fun week of hockey. We'll see everybody around the ring. Love is a burning thing.